הרי מי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שברנו, ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפך קדוש משם בארץ המה. ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוחמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, today we uh, continue in the second section of שפחי הר"ן, סעיף כ', section 20 of שפחי הר"ן. ברוך השם, um, today is going to be a smaller lesson, so let's hop right into it. After Rabbeinu finds himself in Akko with his attendant, they decide to give a deposit on Shabbat. They decide to give a deposit of a gold dinar to the ship's agent um, so that he can book them passage on this ship, um, this Turkish merchant ship, going back to Istanbul um, right after Shabbat. So, in the meanwhile of Tokkar, Ba'u od harbe sfinot im anshechai me England. Um... In the, uh, what do you call it? In the meanwhile, this was happening. Many boats, many uh, uh, ships came with British soldiers. They also came to Akko. So in Akko, now was found many British soldiers um, in the city. And uh, the fear grew greater and greater. There was great And awesome pressure in the city. There was tremendous like fear and scare. Because the entire place, the entire city was becoming very crowded. To contain all these troops. It became super, super crowded to contain everyone in the city. And now the more the, the, troop, the British troops were coming, the more the city was getting crowded. And this is going to be very significant as we're going to see. There was tremendous fear and dread. On that Shabbat, Rabbeinu and his attendant were there. And the entire, all the people who were staying in the same inn as Rabbeinu, um, they were all spreading out their hands in prayer that day. But nonetheless, Rabbeinu and his attendant had a little bit of consolation. For the fact that they already had rented a ship and already booked passage, passageway, two seats on this Turkish, uh, Turkish merchant ship. But the problem was that they also had tremendous anguish from the fact that they did not prepare themselves to take with themselves any food or drink on the boat. They didn't prepare any food for the journey. Because it was all so sudden that this thing was happening. Like Rabbeinu had to leave and all this stuff. And they remembered that uh, when they entered Eretz um, Yisrael on this boat from the diaspora into the land of Israel, they had on the boat all the good things for even four or five months. They had all these provisions. As is customary of all these people who travel on uh, ships, that they always prepare provisions for the ships, and for however long the journey might be, they prepare in advance all the food and drink necessary for that duration, for the duration of that trip. And uh, on the first trip, when they were traveling to the land of Israel, they had food for four or five months. But now they had absolutely nothing. So you can imagine if they went through horror on the way there, imagine what's going to happen on the way back. On Sunday morning, 
שלח רבנו זמרחה את האיש היה עמו שילך עם התלמיץ' לקנות צדה להיקח על הספינה כנהוג. On that uh, Sunday morning, Rabbeinu sent his attendant who was with him uh, to go with the agent, the ship's agent, to go buy provisions to take on the ship. As is uh, customary. They cannot find anything at the marketplace and they return back to the inn. And Rabbeinu was in the inn praying with Talit and Tfilin and he did not speak with the man or anyone a single word, not even a single thing. He didn't utter a thing. And uh, the attendant obviously didn't speak with Rabenu at all. But the attendant, the second he walked in the, in, the, in, in the apartment basically, he fell unconscious completely because of the great uh, dread and uh, fear that he had. And because he fell unconscious before he even uh, made it known to Rabenu that he was entering the house, Rabenu had no idea he even arrived back home. We're going to see why this is important that Rabenu has no idea that his attendant is even here as he falls unconscious uh, in the inn, in the room, in the place in which they're staying. Meanwhile, there was a tremendous uproar that was happening in the city. That an order came from the Pasha that a two hour time limit was given to all the citizens. One who does not know how to engage in warfare, one who does not know how to hold a gun, basically, how to engage in war. He should see to it that he needs to flee to the sea. He needs to go to the sea, to flee the city of Akko. Because there's no open gate to exit the city except by means of, uh, by way, via the sea. The only way they could exit the city was via the, the sea. So they commanded everyone, you have two hours to leave the city. And anyone who's found in the city after two hours. I'm obviously quoting the command of the, the Pasha here. They will be killed. The Turkish, the Turkish army decided that anyone who, any, even in the city, the Turkish citizens who, was there, who were there in the city, after two hours would be killed. Because the Turks thought, of, uh, thought to it that uh, they need the city to have more space and they wanted to make a more open uh, space for them in the city so that there wasn't so much crowded, uh, there wasn't such a big crowd over there uh, from that many people. Therefore, they wanted to get rid of everyone there and to slaughter anyone who was found there after two hours. So that they can make for themselves space to create room for themselves. So that they should not have so much pressure. And at that place when the order came out, there was a tremendous uproar, screaming in the city, tremendous fear and dread that was taking place. And that's where we'll stop for today. God willing, uh, next podcast we continue with what happened here.